Hello, Mama. Merry almost Christmas. The Christmas season is officially upon us if you're listening in live time, and I am so here for it. I have been loving all of my peppermint mochas and Christmas lights and Christmas music, and it just fills me up so much. Uh, So I hope that you have been enjoying that as well. And of course, we have to have some obligatory Christmas episodes. So I'm excited to go there with you today. We're going to talk about how to make this season peaceful, right? Where the season is all about the peace bringer, Jesus. Uh, And yet sometimes this season can create anything but peace. And so I just want to talk with you over six things that uh, can help you just find peace in the midst of this season and actually use it for how it's intended to be. Uh, And that it's not a season of consumerism or chaos or just, you know, your breath being taken away because you're so exhausted. Uh, That's not what it's all about. And so I I can't wait to share this with you. Um, My brain feels really tired today. Uh, I know I say that to you all the time. Tis the season, (laughs) not just for Christmas, but for tired brains. So hopefully I can communicate clearly to you. Um, I've really been trying to work on my sleep hygiene Uh, I don't know if you've heard the term sleep hygiene. I remember hearing it back in, uh, man, my 20, early twenties. Um, and I just thought it was the funniest term, but it's a real thing. You know, look it up. And it's just about having, you know, just like good hygiene for our body, good hygiene for our sleep. And so it's something I've really been trying to work on. And I really love, this is a total tangent, but I love my sleep routine now. Um, I like have just the best oils that I diffuse and, um, just like the best routine. Let's <laughs> see. My brain is tired. Um, but it's so great. But then there's also babies that wake up and, um, other struggles. And then my, my body's used to being woken up for the baby. So even if they sleep, I've been waking up, but it is all great. That is a complete tangent though. And, uh, I am just excited. So let's jump in before I continue to ramble on Let's go through it. Six things, how to be peaceful in this season. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, I'm so excited to dive in today and really help you get set up for a good season, a season of peace. Um, Jesus brings the whole world peace. And yet in this season, when we're supposed to be celebrating that often we can feel anything but that. And so I'm excited to share with you just some like practical, fun tips about how to bring more merriment and peace this season. And these are just really lighthearted things. It's probably things, some of them you've considered before, 
Maybe some of them are good reminders, but I hope that it'll just kind of inspire you to set your schedule, set your mind in the right place this season. Uh, but I also want to say to those of you that really are, are struggling in a, in a deeper way with peace, that you um, just, whether it's this season or another, you don't know how to bring that peace to your day. That if you think of the word peace, none of your life even feels like it espouses that. And so I I know that feeling. I've been there before. And when you're just so stuck in those old patterns of anxiety or anger, depression, and it, it just takes over everything and kind of paints this fog and this darkness over every part of your life. And I believe that we were created for so much more than that. I believe that God has given us this life for uh, just a much greater capacity, much greater things. And while it's never going to be easy and it's not supposed to be easy, I don't believe that it needs to be marked by fog and depression and anxiety and anger. I believe that there's freedom waiting for us in this life. And so that is exactly why I created the Healed Mama Academy so that you can find out how to walk in that peace, how to take the peace that you so desire and actually walk it out in the details of your life in each of your relationships with your kids and your husband and your in-laws and all of it. And uh, I teach you how to form a map of what is getting in the way of that piece, which is our core wounds and the destructive ways that we cope uh, because that pain is coming up inside of us. And that's called our pain cycle. And then I help you create a peace cycle so that you can bring peace to every relationship, to every situation. And it leaves you with this beautiful, easy, simple map. Not easy because it's hard work, but it's simple and it gives you a path to walk out your peace in any situation. And I walk with you side by side through this uh, to help you really hone in on what is going on so that you can get this flexing and flossing in every area of your life. And so I would love to take that journey with you and get to know you personally. You can come and apply for this program at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. It's Uh, You can be in the program for up to a year and we have weekly group coaching as well as lots of video and worksheet curriculum that you can uh, work through on your own. So I hope to see you over there. If, If you know that you need more support, more deeper support to find that kind of peace this holiday season, then come and join me. Maybe you can ask for it as your Christmas gift or, um, yeah, I just, I would love to see you over there. So hope to see you there, but let's dive in. So number one, if we're talking about how to bring peace to this holiday season. Um, so for number one, it's like almost a little too late, but I want to say not fully too late. (laughs) And that's that where we need to plan ahead. Now, I have to give the caveat here. This is not uh, my forte. Now, I've been really working on getting organized in my life and trying to at least just plan ahead for the day. And it's been massive how how much that has helped me. But I think in an even greater capacity, what we want to do is plan for the whole season, uh, right? Like presents. Now that is the one where I'm like, oh, we're slacking there. Um, but, you know, the sooner you can buy those, the sooner it gets it off your mind. But not only that, it actually takes some of the pressure away. I know years that I've been really good about this. Um, I like norm, a lot of years, most of my life, I have waited to the last minute. And I that pressure in the last minute is so overwhelming. It makes the decision even harder. It makes it feel like, 
I don't know, like you're, you, you've got to find the perfect thing and you can't. And, and, and the last minute makes that even worse. And so when you do it ahead of time, it actually takes so much of that pressure off and it makes it actually easier. I have found to buy gifts and that decision fatigue, that overthinking doesn't happen as much. And so as much as you can plan ahead, I think even now, right, it's, you know, if you're listening to this live time, it is, you know, mid early to mid December. So there's still opportunity to plan somewhat ahead because really with Amazon, that's the thing. With Amazon, you could literally wait until like December 23rd, order some stuff. Now it gets, I know it gets a little crazy on Amazon towards closer to Christmas. They start kind of, a lot of things can't get there within one to two days. But you know, you could think, oh, I can wait, I can wait, I can do one day shipping, I can do two day shipping, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and then the 23rd comes, even like the 20th comes, right? And you're, you got to do all of this. And so that, that is possible, but do it now. Whatever plans you have for tonight, cancel them, sit down, buy the gifts. I'm telling myself this too. (laughs) So plan ahead, but not just with the gifts. That is a big one. And ideally probably before December is even better, but like plan everything that's going to be happening. What are you going to be doing? We're going to talk about traditions in a minute, but plan out your traditions and plan out when you're going to do them. Plan out what you're going to eat for Christmas. Again, this is me sharing with you where I want to grow. (laughs) A lot of years, my family, uh, because we have like a big gathering with extended family, uh, you know, usually the day before Christmas or somewhere around there. So we don't often plan for the actual day of Christmas. And so we've been left many years thinking, oh, we should probably like have something fun to eat today. Like instead of just throwing together whatever's in the cupboard, we should be intentional. And so it's like, we're last minute trying to scramble, trying to think of what would be special, trying to go to the store. Like often, you know, they're still open on Christmas and it's just, it's just chaos and it just creates stress. And you know, you know this, if you're a planner and you're sitting here listening to me, you're probably stressing, thinking, imagining yourself in my shoes in the (laughs) recent years. And so this year I was like, we are not doing that. We are going to plan ahead. We're going to form a tradition for what we're going to eat every Christmas. And we're just going to stick with that. And we're going to know what it is. So in the past, we tried to make like homemade pasta, that thing. And that, I don't know if that's the right direction, because that is a lot of messy work. But anyways, I digress. Um, but just know, like, you know, matching PJs, if you do that, let order that way ahead. And it's crazy how much the prices also drop for that if you order it way ahead. Um, but as much as you can plan ahead, it's that last minute rush that really creates so much anxiety and stress and chaos. And so the more that you can get things set in the calendar, set on the schedule, like, you know, and, and two, when you plan ahead, it helps make the season more special because I think sometimes there's this, uh, pressure we feel we're kind of just sitting in that we feel like we need to make this season so special but then we don't always know how to do that. And so sometimes we're kind of going through the days and thinking, okay, we got to make it special, but we don't actually sit down to, to map out what that's going to look like and get things already set. And so then we're just feeling anxiety because it doesn't feel as special enough, or we don't know what is special enough. And so if we just sit down and think, okay, what are the things I need in order to make this season special make me feel special, make my kids feel special. What are those things? And just like make a list of those and then schedule them. And then that's just going to relieve so much of that, 
kind of low grade anxiety that just kind of can sit with us when we're in a holiday and we want it to, again, make it special. And so planning ahead can relieve so much of that. And then too, I think some of the the fun of holidays and seasons is the anticipation of things. So if you know what to look forward to, it's actually going to create more of that joy and more of that feeling of, um, you know, excitement and special <laughs> specialness. I keep saying it. So plan ahead. Don't be like me. Well, I'm, I'm growing. I'm working on this. I'm talking to myself here. All right. Number two, do not compare yourself to others. I know this is a general concept I talk about a lot and many people talk about, but I think, you know, the holidays is for sure a time where this can be a big deal. Now, it's okay to get ideas from social media of what friends are doing or what influencers are doing or activities out there or whatever else, but you've got to make sure you limit your exposure to what other people are doing unless you're really good at handling this. But I think a lot of times you can watch what all these other people are doing, right? And it's their highlight reel. And you, you know, the thing about highlight reels is they look sometimes more exciting than they feel. So if you see all these great pictures or like a quick snapshot of this really fun event and they're looking at lights and it's like so filled with joy and it looks like it's just everything's perfect, but you don't see like that the toddler melted down on the floor and you don't see that, um, you know, they didn't really find that many lights. Like the picture you saw was the best lights they found. The rest were just kind of ho-hum, you know, (laughs) you didn't see, um, how the restaurant they wanted to go to was closed and, you know, like all these little setbacks that are normal for an experience you know, we don't see those. And so we see other people's highlight reel and then we compare our experiences to that. And it just makes us feel if we're caught in that, it makes us feel like we're not good enough. It makes us feel like we're not doing enough. It, it already gets, we go into that experience with this expectation that's unrealistic. And I know from much experience (laughs) that going in with high expectations is not good. (laughs) It only leads to crashing and burning and sadness and disappointment. Now, we do need to have high expectations for how God's going to move in our lives, for what God's going to do, but that's the only place we should have high expectations. The rest of our expectations should be ground level. Now, I don't mean that we shouldn't hold our kids accountable to behaving properly. We're not talking about that. We're talking about finding joy in the midst of activities and and whatnot. And so anytime we're going somewhere, just expect it's, it's going to be fine. Like, you know, go in with, with no thought of like how it's going to feel or what it's going to look like. And just think, okay, this is great just because we're spending time together. It doesn't need to look a certain way. It doesn't need to feel a certain way. This is great because we are being intentional to spend time together. And then if, if you do feel great, that's awesome. That's bonus. If, if things do go really well, that's awesome. That's bonus, but you're not expecting that in order to produce the results you want. You don't have to have all of that. It's just bonus if it comes. So, you know, be careful with this comparison because you're comparing an like unrealistic images, unrealistic perspective of what happened to your perspective. And that's going to not go well. And then in addition, you're, you're, if you're 
caught too much up on social media in this comparison, you're going to hear about everyone's different experiences, which are going to vary. And then you're going to compile them all into this one big bubble and compare what you're doing to that. And that's just, again, not realistic because that's a bunch of different people and what they're doing versus what just your one family is going to do. So no comparison and make sure you're doing what you guys like. Like you guys, maybe your family loves to be cozy at home and you love to watch a Christmas movie and sip some hot chocolate and read some books with candles or a fire. And like, that's your jam. Like that's what makes you guys feel the most holiday spirit, right? So that's great. Do that. Don't then compare what you're doing to the family that loves to go like crazy. And, um, I don't know what you could do. You know, there's so many different events during the holidays. It's like every church has an event and then there's lights everywhere and there's living nativity here and there's snow fest here. And there's so many different events, which maybe a family likes to do all those. And so they do go and do all of those. But if that makes you guys feel depleted and actually just wears on you, don't do that. And don't make, don't feel like you're not good enough for not doing those things. Now, if there's different viewpoints within your family, right? Some like to go out and do all those things. Some like to stay in and be cozy. Then do a mixture, right? Compromise, sacrifice for each other, be there for each other. Like if, if one, like if your husband loves to go out, then go out. And when you go out, like go all out, make sure you're fully present. Make sure you're not complaining. Make sure you're doing your best to have a great time. And then when it's your turn, hopefully he'll return the favor. If not, you just get to focus on your enjoyment of being cozy at home. Okay. So throw out all comparison in this season. And this goes with everything, with presents, with cute family photos, with um, traditions, with anything and everything. It's okay to be inspired by each other, but we don't need to, it's, it's very unhelpful to compare ourselves to each other. Okay. Now, number three, find some traditions you love and rock them. So I love, love, love traditions. And something I've realized recently is traditions are essentially like systems to make the season special. (laughs) They're like this automatic system that when I do this thing, it makes it special, right? So like I was talking about that low grade anxiety in these seasons where you feel like you need to make everything special and it's so hard to meet that requirement in your mind. Well, traditions really help you get there because, you know, you're already like engaging in something, um, that's, you know, festive and holiday and fun, but then they build on each other too. So every year it's, it brings back that nostalgia. It brings back that anticipation of we get to do this thing. And so it, it like creates this, a beautiful pocket of cheer that you get to re-experience every year. And then you don't have to start from scratch every year of thinking about, okay, what should we do and how can we make it special? You already know you're going to do the same things you did last year and you're going to rock those. And yeah, sure. You can add in things as the kids get older and new ideas come, um, and they can shift and change over the years, but generally try and get some, some traditions set in place. Now, um, you know, just to name a few ideas. And, you know, for my family, I think we're still in the midst of setting these up. Now I have some we've been doing, I have some from my childhood I've carried over. Um, but I, I know that like my kids are just kind of getting old enough to really get some of these, um, honed in on my oldest is five. And so, you know, I'm excited to like 
I don't know. I kind of want to just sit down and brainstorm and think through like, what do we want to make traditions in our family and how can we make it all really special? So, um, some ideas, I'm sure you guys have tons of ideas too. And a lot of these are very obvious, but we love, first of all, matching pajamas. There's just something so fun. The kids are obsessed. They just love matching their brothers and sisters and mom and dad. It's just so fun. We love matching pajamas. So we do that. Um, one I did growing up is the elf shoes, or I think it's a tradition from, I can't remember what country, um, Switzerland maybe. And you put a little shoe out in front of your door a week before Christmas and a little elf comes and drops some goodies in there. So that's a fun one I did growing up. Um, really as a kid, it was my way of getting more gifts. Cause I was like, Hey parents, we're going to do this. Like I was old enough to know it wasn't like a real thing, but I, uh, convinced them to do it. And so then we got extra gifts and that was so fun. Um, another fun one is, you know, making cookies of course, or gingerbread houses. I loved doing that growing up. I want to get my kids doing that every year too. Um, a fun one I started, I think last year, the year before, um, and I just found out, uh, like our p- pastor also does this or he did it growing up and I didn't know that, but we, um, act out the Christmas story and it's ridiculous and so much fun. And it's not like this big production, like, uh, you know, and maybe someday we'll get there, but <laughs> we just, uh, my husband reads the Christmas story from the children's Bible. And then I kind of orchestrate my kids cause they're pretty small. I orchestrate them to be the different characters and I'll move their arms or I'll tell them to say lines and it's just silly and fun, but we had so much fun doing it. And then it, I think it's just a great way to help them focus on the real meaning of Christmas. Um, but in a fun way, cause I think that's so important is like, we want them to know the real meaning. And we're going to have a whole episode on this. Um, but you always like want to make sure that when you're teaching kids about God, that you do it in a fun way. Cause you know, you don't want them to think like, Oh yeah, we have to, I don't know, talk about Jesus. And they're bored by that. And like all the fun is where the presents are and where the candy is and all of that. No, like Jesus is fun. Jesus is the most fun. So how can we bring fun to helping them understand that? So that's a really one that I love a lot. Um, and then of course there's like food traditions, right? So having the same foods. Um, I know on, I don't know if it's Christmas day or new year's, but we do like a bunch of appetizers. And that's one of my favorite thing. I did that growing up for one of those holidays. And I think it's just so much fun. Appetizers is one of my favorite meals and you go all out and like get all of the appetizers and make some guacamole and you know, all your favorites. And then you just veg out on that. And it's just the best. Um, so, you know, figure out your food traditions and, and you can go traditional and bake a ham or you could go like appetizers, right? And like whatever, or tacos, like what makes your family happy? Make that your tradition for food. Um, another fun one my, um, I grew up with is, and this comes from my mom's family, um, but they would do table gifts. So you would get one like little gift at the Christmas dinner table. And that was always fun to just have something small, um, at the end of the day, just to kind of cap the day off. So I'm sure you guys have amazing traditions. In fact, I want you to go into the Facebook group and share those because I need more ideas. I know other people might need them. So come on into the Facebook group. You can find it, uh, by searching in Facebook for morning mama collective, and you can also use the link in the show notes, but I would love to hear your traditions. One, just to hear about your family, but also to steal them and get some ideas for us. So 
Get your traditions in order. It is important. All right, number four. Um, so in order to be peaceful in this season, and you know, I know we talk about this a lot, but it is super key. It's to remember what this season is about, right? It's so easy to get off because we get so distracted by so many different things, right? The season is not about impressing others, right? It's not about how beautiful your tree is. It's not about having a perfect spread on your table. It's not about, um, you know, do again, doing all the Christmas activities, especially not because I know sometimes you can be motivated by the wrong things and maybe you're doing those activities to show it on social media to, to make it look like your family's doing so having so much fun, right? And I think some of, some of us fall into that without even realizing that's why we're doing it, but it's almost like this feeling inside of us, like we've got to do something special to just show people that we're good enough. And it's not even like necessarily like we're trying to be the best or be perfect. It might be that too, but it might also just be like, we feel like we're not good enough if we don't do these things or show people we're doing this. And so, um, but it's not about that, right? Like how can you make Jesus the center of this? How can you remind yourself that this is all about worshiping God in this season? Like this is all about Jesus's birthday and celebrating his entrance into the world. And um, again, we'll talk a little bit about how to help our kids kind of be focused on that. But whenever you're getting off track and you're getting caught in like trying to get all the best presents for the kids and trying to make everything look perfect and trying to get all to all the holiday parties, like just keep reminding yourself, Hey, this is not what it's about. This is about God and worshiping him in the midst of it. And so that goes actually right into number five is spend time reading and reflecting on the story of Jesus. Like make sure you take time as you're doing your, your time in your Bible in the morning. And if you don't have that already set one, I highly encourage you to get that, that quiet time in. I mean, if we're talking about any kind of season of peace, it's going to start with God's word and spending time with him. And for me, the best time to do that is in the morning because it sets my day up for success. It reminds me first and foremost, before I do anything, what my whole life is about, uh, where I find my hope, where I find my strength. And so I believe that any kind of peace is going to come from that connection with God and from that relationship. And so uh, starting there is great. And so maybe that's something you can begin this season. It doesn't have to mean you have to get up an hour early for your kids. Maybe it's um, 20 minutes, maybe it's 10, maybe it's five, but spend a few minutes connecting with God before everyone gets up and, and starting your day in peace. And And when you do that, or maybe it's, you know, during nap time or later in the day, but also spend some time reading through the Christmas story before just Christmas day or Christmas Eve, spend some time throughout the month, just reading it and reflecting on it and trying to, to see, to think through like what, like the wonder of it. I was reading it this morning, um, just in anticipation of, you know, Christmas coming and trying to do this, uh, reflecting on it. And I was just kind of in awe and wonder over just how God orchestrated all of this. Like sometimes you take uh, so many things for granted, you know, about the amazement of it. Um, So for example, just I was thinking about how amazing it was, just the timing of how God orchestrated the pregnancy of, of John the Baptist and then orchestrated the pregnancy of Jesus 
and then orchestrated the timing of the census that was happening that got Uh, Mary and Joseph back to Bethlehem for Jesus's birth so that the prophecy from thousands of years ago could be fulfilled. And so it's just wild to think about how God orchestrated all of that and how, you know, if you ever start doubting, is God real? And I think all of us have moments like that. All of us, myself included. It's like, is it, could this, is really real? Um, you know, it's so helpful sometimes to think through those kind of details where you're like, wow, that's, that's wild. You know, like that, that had to have been God. Like there's just no other way. Cause those, the prophecy was written thousands of years prior. And then the timing of how it all took place, like is just insane. So, um, yeah, spend some time just being in awe, seeing what God wants to to speak to you this year about uh, the birth of Jesus. And yeah, so just make sure you're, you're getting time in that. Um, one thing that might help you as well is there is a great writer, uh, Hannah Brencher. I've been talking about her, the course I'm taking with her, but um, I've been following her for many years. And she also, during this time of the year, has um, an email list you can get on and she sends you reflections on Advent. So reflections, I don't know if it's, I think it's daily, I'm pretty sure where you get, um, her reflections to help you walk through reflecting on this season of, uh, Jesus's birth. And so go and check her out and get on that email list. Hannah Brencher is her name. So highly recommend that. Make sure you're spending time doing that. And then number six is just make sure you're leaving margin in this season without margin. Our piece is missing. If you've ever, been in moments where you have no margin, right? Like you have to get the kids to a place and you know, every second counts. That is not a place of peace (laughs) when there's no margin of like, oh yeah, it's okay. If you spill your food on the floor, it's okay. If you can't find your shoes, it's okay. If whatever else happens, right? Someone poops, (laughs) like, you got to have that margin so that those things are okay. And you're still able to get there in time. That's the only way you can find peace in this. So make sure in this season, you're leaving margin, make sure you're not overdoing those activities like we talked about and, and filling your season so much to the brim that you don't have time to breathe, that you don't have time to <laughs> go back to poop. Make sure there's margin, um, so that you guys can all just be in that place where you can take a second to reflect on God. So you can feel his presence in this season and not just caught, get caught up in the chaos of it all. So I hope that encourages you. Merry Christmas. I am so excited just for what God's going to do in this season. And let me just pray. God, I just thank you for this season, God, that we get to spend a whole month just celebrating your entrance into this world, Lord. It's so amazing just how, um, just, just the, the feeling in the air, God, the lights that just remind us of your goodness, God. And I just pray as we go through this season, God, all of those things, the lights and the treats and the fun music, God, it would remind us of you and your goodness and how much you love us, God. I pray that um, as we see those things, it wouldn't just swirl us into consumerism and into hustle bustle mentality, but it would remind us to slow down and to thank you and to feel your presence, God. And I just pray that this season, God, we would um, create that kind of margin to reflect on your goodness, God, and the awe and wonder of who you are and how you came into this world uh, as a baby 
to, to save us, God. This story is so incredible, God. So thank you, Lord, for this season. I just pray a blessing over every single person listening, God, that you would just be in the midst of this season for them, God. Uh, speak loudly to us. Move in our lives, God. Help us to see your fingerprints all over this year. Lord, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.